0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: The South African Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee has just concluded its two day meeting and has come to what conclusion? We'll find out now with Nasmira Muller, who's the head of SA Investments at 91 in Cape Town. What happened, Nasmira?
0: Hello, Lindsay. The Monetary Policy Committee decided unanimously to keep rates on hold at their meeting today.
1: Okay. Unanimously. wasn't the case on a couple of occasions recently, but obviously, despite the fact that inflation uh, has fallen down to 4.9% from above 5% the previous month, there's no need to raise or to lower. Everything's steady as she goes.
0: I think that was the general conclusion, is if they look forward over the course of the next 30 months, two and a half years, they see inflation contained below the and a half percent target range um, well the middle of their target range and they see growth picking up but not so much that it's going to threaten that inflation outlook.
1: Let's have a look at what happened last year just to give this some context. Policymakers lowered the repo rate 300 basis points in 2020. 275 basis points or 2.75 percent of those cuts coming since the onset of COVID-19. More importantly what did they say about it and also about the recent civil unrest?
0: So, in general, they talked about the fact that the risks to the inflation outlook are fairly balanced at this stage. They highlighted some of the concerns that they have, um, notably in terms of energy prices globally, um, but also escalating wage demands and potentially high electricity prices. So they did note those potential issues. However, on balance, they saw the overall risks as um, being under control.
1: I read an article from a research house in London a few days ago, which said that uh, given what had happened over the last 10 days or so in KwaZulu-Natal and Khauteng in particular, i.e. the looting and the general unrest, that there was a definite case for fiscal and monetary loosening. Did they say anything about that or did Lesecha Canyago, the Reserve Bank governor, say anything about that?
0: They actually talked about the looting that had happened very little. They noted it as a potential rising political risk, that there could be ramifications for supply chains and also for the currency, but they didn't cite it as a reason to lower interest rates, Lindsay.
1: What do you think from here? 4.9% CPI, uh, PPI a little bit higher, of course. Um, Have we seen the bottom of the interest rate cycle? Or do you think that uh, they're keeping their tinder dry just in case something does happen? Let's say that COVID reasserts itself as an influence. Let's say that there's more unrest or whatever happens globally. What do you think?
0: Well, the SOB's been telling us for a while that their preference is to bring rates down to a low level, which they did last year, and then keep them at a low level for a protracted period of time. So I think the probability of further rate cuts from this level is actually very low. I think you'd need the global inflation dynamics to change considerably. You'd need them to stop worrying about the currency. You need oil prices to fall dramatically. So, so you'd need the global environment to shift in favor of lower rates at this point in time. And that's exactly the opposite to what we are seeing with several emerging markets hiking rates recently um having said that i don't i think what the meeting today showed us what their statement showed us was they're not rushing to hike rates either despite those hikes we've seen in other emerging markets
1: how much of an influence is what's happening in the u.s 10-year treasury market at the moment on south africa's interest rate policy and how much of an influence is the rand as well which is you know despite having every opportunity to go much lower hasn't done so it's remained very steady
0: I don't think the U.S. tenure directly influences their interest rate policy, but um, the transmission mechanism through the currency obviously um, has an impact. So the fact that the RAND remains within the forecast limits, despite all of the political unrest that we saw last week, I think is very helpful in terms of giving the sob comfort that they can keep rates on hold
1: uh, talking about that word forecast did they come out with any forecast did they allude to what they think the rand is going to do what gdp might do
0: they did have forecasts for GDP. They had forecasts for inflation. So if we look at the inflation forecasts over the course of the next two and a half years, they have headline inflation at 4.3% this year, 4.2%, and then 4.5% in 2023. So as I said, either at or below that midpoint of the target range. And more interestingly, their core inflation forecasts have fallen over this period. So inflation very much under control on the economic growth side. They do have a pickup in growth this year. So nice pickup in growth this year, but then growth tailing off a little bit into 2023.
1: And you at 91, do you agree?
0: Our forecasts for inflation are largely aligned to the SARBs, well, especially over the broader trends over the course of the next two and a half years. On the growth outlook We do see some downside risks to growth next year if the political unrest is not resolved. So the Saab has 2.3% GDP growth in 2022. It could end up lower than that if confidence is not restored.
1: Nazmira, thank you very much for your insight. That's Nazmira Muller, head of SA Investments at 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position